Zone Coverage Week 17. For Ricky, I'm Aaron. How are we doing today, buddy? It's a Tuesday. It's a, it is a Tuesday. It's, it's, it's been a, a weird Tuesday. It's a weird Tuesday. We have to deal with elections in January. And yeah, it's, I'm ready yeah. to talk about football. Yeah, I had a weird Monday, too. It was felt off all day yesterday. Yesterday did not feel like a Monday, but it felt like the Mondayest of Mondays. Yeah. And I don't know I, uh, what happened. I don't know. NFC North. <laughs> After that anticlimactic intro. We digress. Uh, Vikings 37, Lions 35. The Lions missed a two-point conversion in the last possession you know, to tie the game. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, it would have no. been nice to end the season with a victory. But uh, honestly, in this in this game in particular, I'm more upset for Minnesota. How come? You know, seeing a uh, seven and nine, <clears throat> seven and nine, they finish up. Bears eight and eight. And Bears made the playoffs. The Vikings wouldn't have made the playoffs regardless. No, but I mean, if you if a couple things go the Vikings' ways in different games this season, the Vikings could have been a little bit closer. You know. Okay. And to be fair, okay. same thing with the same thing with the Bears, same thing with the Lions. Um, that's really how football goes. But if if we should be upset for any team, it should not be for the Vikings. It should not be for the Bears, even though they made it. It should not be for the fucking Giants. It should be for Miami. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> uh, Green Bay thirty-five, Bears sixteen. Green Bay clinches home field advantage. Not surprising. Oh, you either. didn't. Even, you didn't even want to talk anything about the Lions game. What is there to that? say? What is there to say? Jones had a good game. <laughs> I mean, okay. What Justin Jefferson? Jeff- Justin Jefferson got a rookie record. Yeah, he had fourteen hundred receiving yards, and he passes Anquan Bolden in two thousand and three for a rookie record. Rookie record in receiving yards. Um, I mean, Stafford hit four thousand passing yards for the eighth time in his career. There are only three other seasons like that in Lions history. Yeah, two I just fun, I think fun things. But, I think I'm just so deflated by talking about a Lions loss after a Lions loss where it's like Justin Jefferson, awesome, yeah. <laughs> incredible stat right there. And it didn't even occur to me until you brought it back up. I saw if, that this morning. Maybe, and I was maybe like, next uh, season we should uh, bring the Lions up later and mix it up a little bit. Yeah, so we can uh, end the show on a depressing note? <laughs> thought, no, 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 no. I'm not saying put it at the end. <laughs> I'm saying just mix it up. Green Bay 35, Bears 16. Green Bay clinches home for the advantage. Bears clinch a playoff spot. We'll talk more about that later. Um, one of the few teams to clinch a playoff spot with a loss. I I, I don't really get this. Yeah, um, no, it's, uh, it's not a scenario that came into my mind at all. It's not one that I spent a lot of time looking at. Oh, they could make it because obviously they shouldn't have made it. Um, the For Bears are 0-6. We're, we're not, not going to discuss playoffs today. Um, or we're, we're not going to discuss, like, the playoff games and our predictions in this show. We'll, we'll, we'll talk what games are coming up mm-hmm. because we, we want to make sure we don't forget that we recognize that there are games happening on Saturday and Sunday. We will but not forget. We're going we're gonna to talk on Thursday um, about – what we think is going to happen. We've been putting some polls out there on Twitter, trying to get a lot more feedback and have a more fan centric mm-hmm. conversation. Go check those polls out. Go check us out on Twitter. Follow us. 
let us know how ridiculous they are because let me tell you some of them are ridiculous um, where can they follow us ricky oh I, I how how on earth did i forget this <laughs> oh my lord okay twitter tiktok at the runner up hq follow us on youtube follow us on spotify i assume that's where you're listening to us so keep doing it download favorite if you're watching us on you youtube can. just I, make sure it's a good one you look great <laughs> thanks for being here uh yeah, green bay is good green bay is really good <laughs> it's not much more to say about that either that really is that's the nfc north to be honest yeah well so the other thing the the other reason the Bears should not be in the playoffs they have beat one team with a winning record one tampa bay why how I know it's uh, – we'll talk more about Arizona here shortly, but I know it's had something to do with the win. They won the majority of games that were, like, closer, mutual competitors well, or something like that. It's based off of um, comparable – or the teams that they've played. So if you played the same team and you played them twice and you won once and the other team played them one time and lost, that you have the better win percentage over – the similar teams. Yep, and I believe that's where Chicago snuck in. Um, Correct. Do you think Chicago is better than Arizona? No. I also don't think Arizona is great, though. Yeah, I think it's closer than people would think, but yeah. I, uh... I, I think Arizona is the better of the two teams. I don't think the Bears deserve to be in the playoffs. I have no issue with them being in the Not playoffs. Not that they didn't earn um, it, because they I clearly think, yeah, have I think, earned it. I think the Bears are fine being where they are. Um but I would agree that I do think Arizona is the better of the two. Um, Green Bay, 13-3, Bears, 8-8, eight eight, Vikes, 7-9, Lions, 5-11. Uh, yeah. Seattle, 26, Niners, 23. Rams, there's not 18. a whole lot to say about this. <laughs> no, there's there's not. not a whole lot. The... I think uh, Metcalf you know, has the most receptions for a, Seattle's, a Seattle receiver in history, something nope. like that. Uh, Metcalf has the most receiving yards in a single season at 1,303. Tyler Lockett has the record for teams in reception at 100. Um, Russell Wilson is the first player in Seahawks history with 40 passing touchdowns in a single season, and he is the fourth non-first-round QB in NFL history to do so. There's your Games fun Games 18, Cardinals 7. <laughs> um, I'm this is the game where I think of the Bears over the Cardinals. Because uh, if you look at Bears versus Packers and Cardinals versus Rams, one of those is significantly more of a challenge than the other. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. And Arizona uh, could have got that playoff spot had they won. So here's the interesting statistic. I was talking about the Bears having been 0-6 all-time versus the Packers in Week 17. But the Cardinals against the Rams since 2007, 0-8. They're both pretty shit against each other. Yeah, no, it's uh, that whole division. You, you also have to look at the fact that the Rams are without their normal starting quarterback. John Wolford is playing in his first NFL game ever. Mm -hmm. His last start as a quarterback was in the AAF with the Arizona Hotshots 644 days before this Sunday. That's my Arizona team right there. 
Forget I mean, the Cardinals. So here's, it's no secret. I'm not a huge supporter of the uh, of the West. I thought you loved the Rams. I, um, LA, I'm pulling for you this weekend. Genuinely. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyway, to say neither of these were convincing wins. Um, no. The Rams was a, more of a convincing win than the Seahawks. Well, they're playing I each expected, other. I expected the Seahawks game to be as close as it was since people, the 49ers are getting healthier, mm-hmm. and that has been their their downfall all year is injuries. Interesting, interesting thing. Looking at the records, you know, Seattle twelve and four, LA ten and six, Cardinals eight and eight, Niners six and ten. That's surprising to me. I didn't, not like I, you know, didn't think about the Rams, but like with the with with the Niners, just with all the injuries they've dealt with this year, I didn't think they'd have six and ten is hardly a playoff contending team. Um, but it's a uh, but that's second place in the NFC East. You think that would be more of a Falcons? record and rather than that's nothing bad 49ers. About the that's just with all the injuries they've had this year. Yeah. That has nothing to do with them as a team. Um but like they could have won the NFC East nearly. Or they could be upset with Philadelphia. They probably would have won the NFC East if they would have been playing two games against each of those teams rather than playing the Seahawks, the Rams and the Cardinals twice each. Tampa Bay 44, Atlanta 27. Um, I was hoping for something different, but we both knew how this was going to go. It, it, it is absolutely zero shock to me. Um, especially when I'm looking at the Falcons' season this year. They have lost six of their last seven, and they had won the three of the previous four. I mean, it's just it, – it's not their year. First and foremost, they have had one of the most, I would say, unlucky seasons I've ever seen when it comes to comebacks against them. Mm-hmm. Um, Tampa Bay has shown up this season to what many people expected that they would actually produce. Their offense had 492 points this year, which is the most in a single season in their franchise history. And Tom Brady is now the fifth quarterback in NFL history with 40 or more passing touchdowns in multiple seasons. He is in good company with Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Peyton Manning, and Dan Marino. Um, yeah, there's a there's no disputing how good Brady is. I don't know. I don't know if it's showing how good he is, or rather how good his surrounding players are because he's not a he's not a quarterback that has ever had like amazing offenses he's had a bunch of people that are above par and not a whole lot above that and i don't know if this shows that he's a great quarterback or just he's a he knows how to get rid of the ball and get it to people who are open. I think than... an argument could be made um, that some of Brady's best receivers throughout his career have been guys who have been able to replicate anything without Brady. 
Yeah. Um, look at a guy like Chris Hogan, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's not a shot at Chris Hogan, but when you play for the Jets and uh, they have their own quarterback struggles, it's, you know, you're not, and you look at, you know, Amendola, or not Danny Amendola, well, Danny, Danny Amendola, <laughs> but you look Danny at uh, uh, Edelman, that's because I meant to say Edelman. Um, I'm, I haven't done enough research on Edelman this year. I'm not sure if he's been hurt all season or he's if they just injured. Okay. He's had an um, injury. I want to say it was a knee. Sure. Um, but then you also look at, you know, th- th- this week, good passes to Godwin, good passes to Mike Evans, good passes to Antonio Brown. And it's, it's looking, things are, things are starting to click at the right time for Tampa. Um, because I know back in our first episode of the show, it might've been our first, might've been our second. Uh, we, we were not confident in there. We were not sure. We were not <laughs> sure about Tampa, but that's also when, if Ronald Jones was hurt, Fournette was healthy. If Fournette was hurt, Jones was healthy. When Gronk was just starting to be used. It's a, uh, Tampa Bay has been weird all year. Gronk is another weird altogether. Mm-hmm. I, <clears throat> I don't know why he decided to come back. Um, I mean, it it can't be for the money, but he's had a very marginal showing, if that's how we, I could even put it. Sure. It's uh, I think. I mean, we'll talk. We'll talk more about this in a little bit. Um, oh no, we don't have to. We can talk about it now. Um, <laughs> we, we make the rules here. I, yeah, there's nobody, no guns to our heads here. Um, I don't think anybody is expecting what they've gotten out of Gronk this year to be what they'd be getting out of Gronk. I know uh, when you know the season was starting, Brady and Gronk, everybody's making jokes that oh, it's not going to be anything. It's just can't rehash the past like that. Yeah. And for a good while into the season, they were right. Gronk was useless. Um, there's no other way to put it. <laughs> if we're talking strictly second half, Gronk could be a, a Pro Bowl, you know. Remember? I guess. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up some stats because I I want to know what his overall production has been. Sure. I just I know. Uh, it seemed like we were never hearing anything about Gronk, and then we were suddenly hearing a little bit more about Gronk than we were used to again. That okay? Yes, I I agree with that. Um, so production wise, this year, I mean, he's played in all sixteen games. He has forty five receptions, six hundred and twenty three yards, seven touchdowns, and when I look at his last year in New England, he played in 13 games. He had two more receptions, 50 more yards, and four less touchdowns. But honestly, I'm looking at each of his seasons. He's had four seasons over 1,000 receiving yards. He's had five seasons early in his career where he's gotten 10 or more touchdowns and it's just i mean very very inconsistent i think 
I agree, but I think we also have to really consider the fact that Gronk was not used early this year. Yeah. You know, he, there, there were games where he made to get one target, two targets, and you have to think if the, the way they've been playing him lately, um, and they've been using that all season, it'd be a much different, be a very, very different yeah. season for Gronk. And um, he might just not have been ready. Absolutely, absolutely. And that that could literally be it. He was not in the right shape, not in the right mm-hmm. player's mindset to be utilized yet. Saints 33, Panthers 7. Yeah, whatever. I... <laughs> <sighs> uh, know my thought. He has 97 we... career games with three or more passing touchdowns now. Yeah. <laughs> Will he get to 100 in his career? It sure depends. It really depends. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think he's coming back next year. That's uh, that's a topic for another show, some may say. Uh, um, partially. Carolina, I don't know. <laughs> we know my thoughts. Um, my thoughts, my issue is not Carolina. It's uh, your current quarterback should not be your current quarterback. I think there's more to it than that, but yes. <laughs> But yes, I think, well, <laughs> sure. We, we've said the same thing about the Jets all season. Yeah. There's more to it. But yeah, if I had to pinpoint one thing for Carolina going into the offseason, your number brutal. one must fix spot yeah. is getting a. Eh, let it be known. Anytime I really go hard on somebody in our show, I'm talking about this season and this season only. It's, <laughs> I don't know Teddy Bridgewater as a person. <laughs> You mean you've never met him? He doesn't come over on Sundays? Uh, apparently no. Um, I just I'm always somewhere else. Uh, I could care less. I couldn't care less about what he's done in this past. Yeah. Um, we did it two weeks ago. Where this is actually a career year for Bridgewater. Statistically, this is a career year for him. Um, that sure doesn't show much. I hope for. The, I hope next year when he you know is back up for. Taysom Hill, that uh, he he gets that he plays well. It, it wouldn't shock me. Um, yeah. I have nothing against Teddy Bridgewater, but you are not the guy for Carolina. No, and I don't think there was much argue with that. Um, I I think like when when we compare the the Panthers to the Jets, the big difference is. Sam Darnold's ceiling is so much higher than Teddy Bridgewater. Like his, his ceiling is the second floor or Bridgewater's ceiling is a second floor for Darnold. Mm -hmm. There's just, there's, there's no real comparison. Granted, you never, you neither might get to their ceiling. And we'll talk, we'll talk Jets a little bit more later. Um, well, well, we'll talk more about quarterbacks later. Yeah, and that's where I was going with that. NFC East. Jesus fucking Christ. Real quick, before we jump into the NFC East. <laughs> Falcons are 4-12 and 12 to finish out the year. Yeah. It's just a couple weeks ago we were sitting here 4-9 and nine thinking, like, yeah, they're not 4-9. and nine. NFC East. Um... Hey, Giants, you got to win. Good job. 23-19 over Dallas. Um, should have a great week, right? That's, a, that's a, No better way to end your season than on a win, huh? 
oh, but, you know, might as well have a win and still be pissed off at another team. Now, what, now what sense does that make, Ricky? Why would you be upset with another team if you win? Well, it, it almost as if um, they didn't do something in the middle of the season to make their lives easier. Um, this is their first time they've scored 20 points or more in the last six games. Isn't this um, their first win in the last four? Something along those lines. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's almost as if you, you score 20 points in a game, you place yourself in a better position to win games and hey, uh, then place prime, yourself in a better potential to make the playoffs. And a prime example of scoring 20 points or more, you might win a game. Washington at, 20, Eagles 14. <laughs> I was going to say, look, look at one game down in this division. Because um, there's really no use in not talking about these games together. Washington no, clinches the division at 7-9. and nine, Giants 6-10, and 10, Dallas 6-10, and 10, Eagles 4-11-1. Had Washington lost, Giants would have clinched the division. Had Giants and Washington lost, Cowboys would have clinched the division. Hilarious. Um, Eagles, I'm sorry, you, you just didn't have a spot. Uh-uh. But, I, uh, but they got to sit their starting quarterback and really. They've been really sitting once off. for weeks. So <laughs> oh, you mean the Hurts kid? Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> that young guy. Future, gun. yeah. No, I, I love Jalen Hurts. Um, you know, Super Sudfield comes in, and it's uh, because, you know, Peterson wanted to get a look at him because, you know, the whole Philadelphia quarterback situation is really up in the air. They don't have a future guy going forward, so might as well play your third strainer for a little while. Who knows what's happening there? Let's be honest. Um. Okay, so as a football fan, <laughs> I'm supposed to be upset, right? No. Okay. No. Cool. <laughs> well, so what I want to know... The Eagles know they are out of contention. What good does it give them to try to lose a good draft spot? They are looking to get the, what, sixth draft pick? Yep, would have been ninth had they won. Yeah, I mean, okay. Granted, that's three spots, and you still might be able to get the man you wanted in number one. But let's let's also be realistic and think, okay, we don't need this game. Why do we bother? Why would you, why put out Jalen hurts when he's only played in four games this year and he could tear his ACL and be done for his career in a game that means nothing. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a lot of actual reasons to do what the Eagles did draft pick aside. Um, yes. You were already, half think, of your regular starters were already not playing. I know yeah. Miles Sanders was out. I believe Jeffrey was out. Some offensive linemen were out. Um, I, I think draft pick is the straw that breaks the camel's back, though, because you're you're losing potential from. I mean, yes, three people can mean a diamond in the rough to a bust. Like, it, it's, so my thing is. Uh, I don't like what they did because I'm I'm one of those people play to win the game. That, that's how I that's my mindset. That being said, though, I'm not upset by it. It doesn't. It mostly sucks that what 
time of day this game was. Had this been a 1 p.m. game, it wouldn't have mattered. No switch, one would really have switch. This was Bears Packers. Nobody even knows. Exactly. Um, but you make this game because it is what matters for the division because it is the weirdest division in fucking football. People have been but, joking all damn season. The Jags and the Jets have been taken on purpose to get good picks, and then Eagles do it for one game, and they're all oh, hell's hell's up, hell's loose. But it, I'm not. I'm done talking about that because it seems like the you only, and I have the same opinion. The only thing I do want to say that th- this is either it has to be a kudos or it's just a, like that's a, a, a very interesting thing to start is first, Washington is the third team in NFL history to make the playoffs with under 500 win percentage. Both first teams team have done said? it. In, what? Which team? Like Washington. How many teams? Three. Wow. Both teams that have done it so far have won a playoff game. Also, Alex Smith is the first Washington quarterback to win five straight starts since the 11th through 17th weeks in 2012 with RG3. And I did want to mention that because um, I'm done talking about the Giants and Eagles. Um, if there's one and team, Dallas. yeah, I was about to say if there's one team I feel a little upset for, it's Dallas. But uh, yeah, above all else, above. Lost. Above the Giants, yes, Dallas. Yeah, but... absolutely. Um, Alex Smith, so five straight wins. I believe he started maybe six or seven games this year. Um, yeah. Okay, that's a five and two record on a man with one leg. Like, Washington, yeah, no, Washington deserves this playoff spot. We were talking earlier about the Bears not deserving it, Arizona not deserving it. And yeah, a team with a 500 record doesn't look great. But when you look at what the team's become, you know, five and for sake of this two with Alex Smith, if they start the season that way, chances are they're not finishing seven and nine. Chances are week 17, the Eagles tanking literally doesn't matter. You're, you're looking realistically at either a nine and seven team or a 11 plus win team. Mm-hmm. Steelers 22, Browns 24. Um, Jesus, Cleveland, Cleveland, you did it. You did it, you son of a bitch. Oh, had me worried for a minute. Had me worried. Um, not much to talk about in this game since we're just going to see it again next week. Um. So I would say the, the thing that matters the most is that Mason Rudolph is the one who played and the Pittsburgh's defense could not handle Nick Chubb. Um, and we, we talked earlier. Um, I'm not sure if there's anybody else who's missing from the start for Pittsburgh. Um, Rudolph had a fine game. He didn't he didn't play poorly. He played he played fine. Couple couple he had a pretty giveaways. good game to be honest. Um, realistically, I don't know if Ben would have given much of a better performance, especially if Pittsburgh's been playing lately. I people were talking Pittsburgh could go 16 and 0. This team that's now twelve and four, after going eleven and zero, I thought it was ten. Was it ten? It doesn't matter. It was just ten. Doesn't matter. They could still be knocked I, out first round. No, I know, and I, <laughs> I, I know we don't want to talk a whole lot about this, but I do not think the Steelers will win this week. I, honest, honest to God, I think your better option is still keeping Mason Rudolph in. Um, I, I think. Ben is ready to retire. I think there are a lot of quarterbacks who should be ready to retire. 
Um, I I am not impressed by any stretch of the imagination by the Steelers team. Yeah, I um, the defense has looked good sometimes. That's that's about it for me. Um, and I know we're not going to talk much about it, but since you and I kind of have the same opinion about the Steelers Browns this week, I had the Browns winning this. I I said last week the Browns are winning this week. And then seeing this last week, I'm like, oh, cool, the Browns are winning again. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, sure, you didn't have Ben, but I don't, I don't buy into that. My thing, and uh, if this news broke today or yesterday, it was within the last, you know, 24, 48 hours, 10 people on the Browns team have tested positive. I'm not sure if that's just coaches, staff, um, what have you. But losing potentially losing so many guys this close to a big game is the only reason why I'm thinking Pittsburgh might have a chance this week. If this COVID thing doesn't happen to Cleveland, there's no chance that I think the Steelers beat the Browns. I don't think we should ever say that the, they never had a chance. Um, oh, I, because I I... <laughs> you're, you, by all means, um, I... I agree that the Browns are the better team um, and they, they have proven that even if it is a two point conversion away from being a different game. Um, Mm -hmm. What I will say is the Steelers that started the season are entirely different than the Steelers that ended the season. I don't know if it's, they were, playing on the the notion that we're not going to get a full season in like many of us in the fantasy world did not believe would happen but they they had a mentality switch around week eight or nine and it went from feeling like they were unstoppable to being completely unable to do anything productive but uh... Yeah, no, and it's similar to my thoughts on Bridgewater. Pittsburgh, I don't hate you. I just, this I year, do. I don't <laughs> This year, you're not the team. <laughs> Ravens 38, Bengals 3. Um, they had us fooled I'll, for two weeks. I'll, I'll be the first to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat my words. <laughs> I, uh, I thought the Bengals had a chance this week. <laughs> Um, Steelers 12 and 4, Ravens and Browns at 11 and 5, Bengals 4, 11 and 1. Um, but that's three AFC North teams in the playoffs right there. And the Bengals. Um, there's, there's so, the Ravens played like they had something to win, and they did have something to win. Yeah, they they had they they had a game they had to play and they played. Um, it was. I'm pretty sure if they had time. lost, they still would have been in the playoffs over the Dolphins. But I don't know offhand. Um, I think the only team that could have missed out would have been the Browns. No, the Colts would have been left out if they lost. Right. The Colts right. would have been team eight. But obviously they were playing Jacksonville. So yeah, yeah. Um, Anyways, 
Ravens played like this with the win. It was good to see. It reminded me of Ravens of last season, um, which they're hitting that start at the right time. I would say it's it's another team that they are they are producing when they need to produce, and they are getting to their peak playing ability mm-hmm. the week playoff starts. Um, Vegas thirty two, Broncos thirty one. <laughs> you just that skipping was... over a game? Oh no, we're we're good. We're, I figured that'd be the one we finish this division on. Um, oh, okay. Okay. My boys finished that season on a high note. Here they are. <laughs> Char- Char- I mean, okay. You you block two field goals in a game. You <laughs> are <laughs> I... Hey, one of these days I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to come around on Vegas. It's not gonna happen. It'll I... happen. 2021-2022 okay. is the year of Vegas. Derek Carr has had 4,000 passing yards in a season for the third time in his career. Um, and the Raiders go ahead with a two-point conversion with less than 30 seconds in the game. And then they end up blocking a field goal with five seconds left to win. I mean... It sounds like an earned victory, if you ask me. That sounds like a Vegas bet if you had to put one on paper. No, I think that's more of the Eagles. Uh, Chargers oh, 38, <laughs> Chargers 38, Chiefs 21. Now, let's get the elephant out of the room first of all. In Noma Holmes, whatever, uh, which I think was a stupid idea. I, was, I, I have a question, and yeah. it relates to Mahomes. And you basically just answered it is, is it smart to bench him? No. Is it it's, smart to rest him at all? Off. That's two weeks off. I, I believe I said last week, and I think you agreed with me for all intents and purposes, um, Mahomes had to at least start the game. Yeah. Get him some work. I'm not saying he needed to play the full thing. Don't risk injury. But do, do what the Bills did. Do, do what the Eagles did. Yeah. Um other than that, with the exception of some other pieces of Kansas City offense, I believe the Kansas City defense was all there. To I mean, my knowledge. I don't know everybody piece for piece, but the Chargers looked good. Herbert's making history, which we knew. He made four rookie records. Um, he has the most completions in a season. He passed Wentz's 2016 record of 379. He has the most three or more passing touchdown games with six. He has the most 300 pa- plus passing yard games with eight. And he has 31 passing touchdowns. The, the other good thing is the Chargers have now won four straight. And they had three total wins, weeks one through 13. You gotta... <laughs> I mean, we said weeks ago, the Chargers were not as bad as the record showed. Chargers finished yeah. the season at seven and nine. That's something I can understand. Behind and a rookie they, And they um, parted ways with Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole bunch of... That's my LA team right there. there there's a bunch of debate. I, no, I won't say debate. There's a bunch of frustration on social media over how it was announced that he was relieved of his duties. How was it announced? There were three other coaches that were also fired. They were all quoted as parted ways. The one individual who is Anthony Lynn, who is not white, was said to have been fired. And people are not pleased. We're not going to get political. Um, I'm just putting out there that ESPN yeah, no, is not I'm, consistent. 
I heard nothing about that. Um, Chargers seven to nine though. Broncos finished at five and eleven, um, which is better than I thought they should have finished. You don't like him? You don't like Drew Lock? I do like Drew Lock actually. That's the thing. I'm just not sure if Drew Lock's the guy. Um, I think so. Early, early 2021, 22 season. So not this upcoming season. The season no, that is the season. Okay, maybe this season. Maybe next season. I'm looking forward to this NF, uh, the AFC West. I like where I, this division's headed, especially Vegas. And the, here's here's something that I want to throw out there that um, I don't know that many Chargers fans will appreciate, but I would not be surprised if Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh tries to get a job there. Because apparently he is actively actively seeking a job in the NFL, and that is why he is not signing an extension. That Chargers team could actually be pretty good for him. Colts twenty eight, Jaguars fourteen. Um, Colts needed the win; they were going to get the win. It was, it was closer than I thought it would be. <laughs> Being was only it two scores. Was it no, actually no? It wasn't. It, was? it wasn't. It was not. Um, now a game that was a lot closer than I thought it would have been. Titans 41, Texans 38. Oh man, that field goal in the game. <laughs> oh man. Uh, he, he's just making it fun for everybody. Oh, good Lord. Hitting the upright. Everybody um, knows I'm a Titans fan, true and true. I love my boy Tano, I love Henry, I love AJ Brown, I love Corey Davis, I love Johnny Smith. That, that's my team. I've never been more scared about a field goal. And I was cheering for the Bears a couple years ago against the Eagles when Parky missed that. Um, so <laughs> they never should have been able to have that field goal to begin with, that field goal opportunity to begin with. They shouldn't have needed the field goal opportunity to begin with. Okay. Yes. The Titans got the ball back with less than 30 seconds after the Texans had gotten their field goal and were able to get one play in that was like a 50-yard pass and just say, okay, field goal time. We have a timeout to throw. Um, So Brandon Cooks had a hell of a year. He joins Brandon Marshall as the only player's in NFL history to have a thousand receiving yards with four different teams. Um, and Derek Henry is just a fucking monster. Mm-hmm. 2027 yards. It's the fifth most in a single season in NFL history. And he's the eighth player ever to hit 2000 yards. Yeah. At just unbelievable. I don't think there's been any question at all this year about Tennessee's offense. If Tennessee falters, it's going to be their defense. And we'll talk about that more in our playoff predictions. Um, but that could really suck to see, depending on some of these matchups they might have. This upcoming week, it will be a tough challenge, and it won't be because of defense. For the record, that is the game I'm most excited to watch this weekend. Tennessee and Baltimore. My Good Tennessee thing it's early on Sunday. Me being a Tennessee fan aside, I'm really excited. And for that game. me being uh, uh, more of a Ravens fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, Titans clinched the division 11-5 uh, for the first time in a few years. I can't think of the number off my head, but it's been a minute. I want to say it was 2014 that I read. Yeah, I thought it was like six or years. Yeah. Uh, Colts 11-5 get that wild card spot. Texans 4-12, Jags 1-15. Texans are also 4-12. Falcon. Oh, we'll talk about that later. I just realized that. Yes, we um, will. It's almost like I uh, did this yeah, on purpose. It's almost like we planned this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll come Off back to, the to that AOC. game. Let's we'll come it. back to that game. New England twenty-eight, Jets fourteen. Um, I'm disappointed. I am too, because this game really could have gone either way to me. Um, so something. I- <laughs> A very poor statistic. The Jets against the Patriots in Sam Darnold's three career starts. Um, they've been outscored 99 to 17, 14 of which happened Sunday. <laughs> oh, dear God. How so, many points? How many points did Flacco put up when he played him a couple weeks ago? Can you pull it up for me? Yeah. <laughs> I can't type. So while I'm doing this, I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think this is uh, Cam Newton's last game in New England? I think I think it should be. I didn't see anything this year. Um that should uh, give a reason for him to be back in New England. I don't think Cam's career is over. Okay. I think his that was time gonna be my, my follow-up yeah. question. I don't think his career is over. I just don't think New England's the team. Um, they got him on a steal. They got him for nothing, and um, kind of showed, to be honest. Yeah. So this is back when the Patriots are three and five, and the Jets are zero and nine. New England scores 30, and the Jets score 27. And Flacco say, has three passing touchdowns and mm-hmm. one interception. I will say, for, and I remember watching the interception at the bar, and it was a horrible pass by Flacco. Had he not done that, the Jets win that game. Is Flacco elite? <laughs> Without a doubt, hands down, hands down. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe next week we'll do a deep dive on Flacco. Um Ooh. That could be fun. <laughs> that would be interesting. Uh, Bill, the Dolphins lose is the best way to lead into this one. Um, we, I'm not going to brag. I'm not going to gloat. Even though I've said it for weeks, I'm not going to say it again. You, you called the playoff picture better than I did. And part of me was more of, I wanted the Dolphins to make it because I did not want three teams from one division. I, I didn't either. But I you just, knew it was going to happen. There was, they weren't getting past the Bills. No. Um, there was no way the Dolphins were going to win this game. And that 56 to 26 shows it. And keep in mind, the Dolphins' defense is a pretty decent defense. Yes. They, I, I think they're a top 10 for sure. If that's not scary for anybody that has to pay the Bills, I said okay. pay the Bills, which still works. But. Uh, so there, there are two things, again, that I'm going to bring up. But before I do this, I, I'm going to throw this out there now and just say, 
I'm bandwagoning for the Bills. Like Josh Allen, he he is my man, and I want to get a jersey of him because he is just lighting it up out there. And the funny thing is, he he hardly really played in this game. He he did not play really meaningful minutes after the first half. Um, the Bills have won. Should have been. That's what the Chiefs should have done. Okay, the Bills have won seven of their last eight games. All of their wins have been by ten or more points. They have been making every win at least a two possession game. And this is the first time they've won six straight since 2004. We've been saying for weeks that uh, Buffalo clinched a spot a while ago. I, I want to say in, in week three of talking, we said that they were the second best team in this division or in this conference. Mm-hmm. And if going not, into the playoffs, that's a very, very different conversation. Um, but what, even once the Bills clinched a playoff spot, they were not letting up. They destroyed the Broncos. They destroyed Miami. And it's these these Bills are hungry. Why? They they want a Super Bowl and they want to be there and they want to show that they belong in mm-hmm. the big boys chair. I've been big on the Bills all year. I was big on them last season when they uh, lost to Texans. Um, which I just you could really just say was Josh Allen's an experience, to be honest. Um yeah. I really like where the Bills are going. Not to discredit where the Dolphins are going to, because so, I don't. I do think the Dolphins are next year. I think they finish with a better record than ten and six. So I want to look at a couple scores from the Bills this season. The games they've lost. First, we're going to talk about the Chiefs. They played the Chiefs once this year, and it was a twenty-six to seventeen game. This is back in week six. This is, they had two back-to-back losses. Well, they had a back-to-back loss. The game before that, they played the Titans. They got obliterated, 42-16. to 16. But since they played the Chiefs, they only lost to the Cardinals. It was and a we two-point know, game. And we all know what happened there. The two point game, last minute Hail Mary. I know, no, I know. Yeah, no, that's, that that's that's a win for Buffalo. Yes. You know, um, after their own last minute Hail Mary. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, other than that, it's you're playing a 49ers team that is getting healthy again. You're playing the Chargers, who ended the season winning four in a row. Mm-hmm. You are their second to last loss, uh, or actually, you are their last loss, I believe. Um, you have them beating the Steelers, dismantling the Broncos, dismantling the Patriots, and absolutely obliterating the Dolphins. These last three weeks show you you should be terrified of the Bills. Yeah. Um, you hear us, Indianapolis, Saturday, 105, Colts at Bills, 440, Rams at Seahawks. 815 bucks at Washington. How nice is that that Washington has the home field right there? It warms my heart. Perks of winning a division. Yep. Sunday, Ravens at Titans, Bears at Saints, and Browns at Steelers with the same corresponding times. Um, <clears throat> like I said, we're gonna do a whole different episode about this, but looking at those six, I have one lock. The other I, five I, wanna... I could see going any other way. 
my one lock is the first game that's happening. I agree. I, okay. That's my that's my one lock is the Bills are beating the Colts. Yeah. Um, and, everything else could literally go flip of a coin, flip it 100 times, you'll get 52 one way, 48 the other, you know, and you have no idea. And don't get me wrong, Colts, you deserve to be where you are. The Bills is just a really tough first matchup there. So this is a question that kind of comes up at the end of everything, but I want to pose it now so we can either – Talk about it later or just get it out of the way. Is that Philip Rivers last game? How was it a one year deal he signed or a two year deal he signed? I thought it was a two. I, I don't know the details, but that doesn't really matter. Um, one of the thi- one of the things I think I was reading was basically saying that unless he comes back to the Colts, he's most likely done. So that makes me le- leads me to believe it's a one year. I could see one more year out of Old Man Rivers. Yeah. You know, because we, we do have to keep in mind um, this was his first season with Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. You know, and you could argue, you know, hell, they lost to the Jaguars week one. <laughs> that's, that's the Jaguars' one victory this season. Yeah. Um, there's definitely been some growing pains. If, the, if they beat the Jaguars week one, like they should have, this is Indianapolis' division. Yep. Um, I don't – I think we get one more year out of Rivers. Okay. Yeah. If, okay. if, if the Colts somehow win the Super Bowl, no. But if we get <laughs> – if we uh, – I think we could get one more year out of Rivers. I wouldn't be shocked if we don't, but I think we could. Yeah. Because I, I think we, we know um, at least one other quarterback – that's that's happening on Sunday. Uh, likely will not come back next year. Um, but again, conversation that we can bring up at the end. Absolutely. So now, now I think it's on to some of our favorite oh, times of the boys. <laughs> I'm excited for this one, Ricky, um, because I I know we're going to disagree. <laughs> so this At least week, I, I'm not sure if I know we will, but I feel like we are going to, or we're going to have very different. This week reasons. I decided to have some fun and I'm, I'm sure we will disagree because one of your favorite quarterbacks is on this list. <laughs> um, we are ranking best what it's terrible and bust. Before, before you explain it to anybody listening, I tried really hard to get him off of this list because I didn't want to do this. <laughs> we, I, I had four names. One of them we've discussed frequently and that's Matt Stafford. Um, took him off the list because we talk about the Lions enough and Matt Stafford enough. Uh, again, we're talking about Derek Carr in this because we have to talk about Vegas. <laughs> um, we, we, are, we are rating the best quarterbacks on the worst teams. Mm-hmm. Our three quarterbacks in contention. Deshaun Watson on the 4-12 and 12 Texans. Derek Carr on the eight and eight Las Vegas Raiders and Matt Ryan on the somehow four and 12 Atlanta Falcons. And you might be asking, how are these guys the best quarterbacks on the worst team? And I'll tell you how, because it's exactly what Ricky and I were thinking earlier. Um, Because yeah, two of these teams are four and 12. The other one's eight and eight. All three feel like they're six and 10. So they're the same team as far as we're concerned. Yeah. And 
we're not going to be talking about Teddy Bridgewater. We're not going to be talking about Sam Darnold. I mean, we're, we're not going to bring up Justin Herbert, who's having a career year on a very marginal team. Yeah, we should talk um, about Sam Darnold more, though. We don't, I feel like we don't talk about Darnold. We talk about the Jets. I think we talk about Darnold enough. Okay, we, we can talk about Darnold more. We're not talking about him today. Yeah, maybe next um, week. <laughs> there are a lot of quarterbacks who are good. I well, wanted to put Matt Stafford in here just because it's a 5-11 and 11 team, and I really think we need to consider the teams in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, so let, let's dig into some of the statistics. Deshaun Watson, he has 4,823 yards this year. He has a 70.22 completion percentage on 544 passes attempted. 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, a long of 77 yards. He has been sacked 49 times for 293 yards lost. He has rushed for 444. That's net positive. That's good. Um, He has rushed for three touchdowns. He has four lost fumbles and a QBR of 112.4 for four and 12 team. That is phenomenal. Derek Mm -hmm. Carr, 4,103 yards, 67.31% completion percentage on 517 passes, 27 touchdowns, nine interceptions, 85 yard long touchdown pass. Well, not necessarily touchdown pass. I don't know if that one was a touchdown. Um, He's been sacked 26 times for 150 yards lost. He's rushed for 140. You're down by 10. Oh, well. Um, Three touchdowns, three fumbles lost, QBR of 101.4. Again, a very good QBR. Even though we're considering that he's an 8-18 and compared to a 4-12. and Now Matt Ryan, 45-81 in yards, 65.02% completion for 626 out of 626 passes, 26 touchdowns, 11 interceptions, 63 yard long. He's been sacked 41 times for 257 yards lost. He's only rushed for 92, two rushing touchdowns, two fumbles, QBR of 93.3. If our best isn't the same, we need to really reanalyze how we do this show. I, I assume the best is fairly obvious on statistics alone. Yes. Um, and without a doubt, that is Deshaun Watson. Anytime you are on a four and twelve team, but you are also still considered an MVP conversations, you are the best. Oh, we're also bringing this up later, so absolutely. Um, when we <laughs> when we're looking at our four and twelve conversation, I <laughs> so I, I want to talk about this for a second. I was looking at. The, the NFL insights on all of their scores um, because I like to make sure that I, I see different opinions and what's going on. Um, pretty much everything felt like it was talking about Deshaun Watson this week. And I just want to pull that up. Well, it was Derrick Henry and Deshaun Watson because Derrick Henry is just unreasonable. And unreasonable is a good thing, not a bad thing. Deshaun Watson um, has the most passing yards in a single season in Texans history. Deshaun Watson is 16 and 24 as a starter when he's sacked two or more times. He's gotten sacked a lot this year. Deshaun Watson surpasses Matt Schaub um, for the most games with 300 passing yards 
in a single season uh, in Texans history. He had nine games. Um, Deshaun Watson has surpassed Matt Schaub again uh, for the most games with two or more passing touchdowns in a single season. Just, I mean, over and over again, we're talking about Deshaun Watson and their team lost. Um, I don't think there's much else to talk about other than when you look at how many times he's sacked, how many yards he has, and how he still has a rushing total beyond his sacks. I, I think looking at those alone tells you where he should be. Uh, that completion percentage is one of the top in the league, which is insane. Um, yeah, I mean, you also have to, when you're looking at Deshaun, going into this season, right, you lose your best receiver in DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. You yeah, start 0-4, I mean, and I believe it was after that fourth loss that they fired Bullet Bill. Um, I believe it was after fourth. It could have been after their first win in week five against the Jags. I doubt it. Um, yeah. So, okay, cool. So four losses in. Now you're starting the season 0-4, and you're essentially starting over. Mm-hmm. Seven weeks later, you know, you're, you're at a weird record. And uh, then you lose your number one wide receiver after DeAndre Hopkins and Will Fuller. So all you got is Brandon Cooks. That's not a dig at Brandon Cooks. But he clearly has had a good year. At the end of last season, you think you got Hopkins, Fuller, and Cooks. And well, those like, are three good wide receivers. That That is a triple threat you don't want to deal with. And uh, you lost all of it essentially, with the exception of Brandon Cooks. So, I mean, Deshaun and what he's done this season has really been kind of the epitome of turning chicken shit to chicken salad. You know, there's (laughs) there's no other way to put it. That's hilarious. Um, All right. Okay. Now now here's where I think we're going to disagree. (laughs) I can only assume we will um, because my bearable is Matt Ryan. And honestly, a lot of that has to do with looking at how many times he has been sacked and how much he is still able to do. Because if you're sacked 41 times for 257 yards, I mean, you're, you're losing 40 possessions that you can continue. Um, and I, I think that kind of equates to a 4-12 and 12 record especially when he has not been protected enough this year. Deshaun Watson was also not protected enough this year, but he's a much more mobile quarterback compared to Matt Ryan. Um, and this is, this is me kind of digging at the, the Raiders, not at Carr. Um, your eight and eight record does not reflect well on your quarterback. Um. He still has been sacked for 150 yards lost, and he's only rushed for 140. Again, not a very mobile quarterback, but he he should be getting more from this team, and his stats show that he should be getting more from this team because his completion percentage is good. It It is top tier when it comes to NFL quarterbacks. He's not a rusher. He has a good QBR. He's got a lot of yards, but he sh- he should have more touchdowns. His interceptions honestly are fine. Nine interceptions in a season is not bad. It's hard to be perfect. It's hard to be on the level that Aaron Rodgers is. And crazy year for him. 
On, I, I have to say that it is the team that has let Derek Carr down, not Derek Carr letting down his team. See, and uh, I'm glad that's how you put it. Um, reason being is that's essentially the same reason why I have those flipped. Yeah, that's why I have cars bearable and bust is Ryan. And I, uh, we talked and, earlier. And they easily, they easily be, can be flipped. Flops. I easily. really was trying to think <laughs> of how to make Derek Carr my bust here. Yeah, <laughs> I was genuinely trying, and I couldn't do it. And I mean, you look at it—you know, 400 less passing yards than Matt Ryan, uh, 700 less than Deshaun. It's also uh, 100 attempts less than Matt Ryan, only like 30 less than Deshaun. But Deshaun's already the best. We've already established that. Yeah. Um, that one was not negotiable. <laughs> Derek Carr takes those extra 100 attempts, makes 50% of them, for sake of. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe that yardage is a bit closer. Touchdowns might be a little bit higher. Interceptions might be a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, obviously, is the standard as any of our Bubba boys? None of these three are bad guys. You know, none of them are bad. Debatable. We're not doing this. <laughs> um, I'm poking the bear. It's okay. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, for me, bearable Derek Carr, Boston Matt Ryan. But I would say stats the alone, it's st- stats alone this season. Mm. It it goes down the list of best bearable bust. No yeah. questions asked. Because I think um, we also looked at the Raiders' schedule. It might have been last week or week before. And while they were, while they are eight and eight now, and now they while they feel six and ten, this is a team that also could have been twelve and four, thirteen and three. They and they probably should be in the playoffs. Yeah, they don't deserve at, at it, the, but they should be. No, but if they were, they deserve it. If that makes sense. Now, now I, I, I do want to throw this quick wrench. We're not going to look at stats, just thinking about it. Where would Matt Ryan be on this list if you replaced him with Derek Carr? Matt Stafford, what? not Matt oh. Ryan. Oh, I was like, what do you mean? Matt Stafford. <laughs> um, I read Matt Ryan as I said that. Without thinking stats, like without just my gut instinct, I'd probably say about the same. Okay. Um, I, I would have to say that he's going to be above Matt Ryan. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd, probably, have, I'd probably still keep uh car slash stafford who have already who i've already made the argument for being pretty much the same quarterback um back in like our first or second episode um as being the bearable now the runner-up this week and there was quite a few candidates this week um we want jonathan taylor as the as the guy to be compared to um a close second was derrick henry and for that Beat reason, him up by three yards and one fumble for that. And that was what it was for me was the fumble. It was yeah. the fumble. I, um, I was, I was rewatching that and I still don't understand that fumble. Cause that fumble could have been really costly. I mean, it was, yeah, it was costly, but it could have been even worse. Had that field goal not. Huh, um, yeah. But that being said, I think it's only for to disqualify Derek Henry from contention this week. And he's already been discussed God knows how many times. Sure, and I think we've discussed Jonathan Taylor in this subject as well, but it might have been no, – we've done Jonathan Taylor and the Bubba Boys. I'm not sure if we've done Jonathan Taylor on the runner-up. He might have been a runner-up in the past. He's been on my list. Okay. Um, but so Jonathan Taylor has 253 rushing yards, two touchdowns, and I want to say he had one reception for one yard. Uh, I, I consider that negligible, and I essentially left that off. Um, but I, I did want to throw that out there. He did receive something. Um, <laughs> he didn't fumble. 
That's important. Because mm-hmm. that's really the only thing that made a difference. So, so I have I have three players on on my list this week, and I am still struggling on who is my absolute runner up. Um, I'll just list them off, and we can go over stats. Yeah, Marvin Jones, Justin Herbert, Brandon Cooks. Marvin Jones had eight receptions, 180 yards, two touchdowns. That's when, when you're looking at the Lions, that that's great. Justin Herbert had 302 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and he had a rushing touchdown. Brandon Cooks had 11 receptions, 166 yards, and two touchdowns. I I want to give this to Jones just because of the Lions and the Lions don't get much, mm-hmm. but I think Justin Herbert deserves it more. I'll tell you who I'm going to give it to off of your three uh, once I give you my two. Sounds good. Because um, I, I saw who you had as your three. Before yeah, I decided put it there for a reason. Yep. Um, and the, the, the two guys I have do not nearly have the same – both of mine are at wide receivers. One of them, the stats I don't have offhand because he was not my pick. Um, but I did want to give a special acknowledgement to Antonio Brown for having a good week this week. And quite frankly, since he's come back into the league this season, had down on his work. Yeah. And right, props to him. Something he um, needed to do. And that's sure. good. But my, uh, my particular runner-up is a wide receiver for the New York Giants and Sterling Shepard. Uh, eight receptions, 112 yards, one rushing, uh, uh, one receiving touchdown, 24 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. And compar- comparatively to, you know, Marvin Jones or Brandon Cooks, those stats are not the same. Um, but if we, if we were to look at Houston's team, we know Brandon Cooks is the receiver. Yeah. When we look at the Lions, we know if Galladay's out, it's Marvin Jones, if not Hawkinson. Yeah. When we're talking about receivers only. <laughs> Yeah. With the Giants, I don't think most people could have named Sterling Shepard, which is a shame because he's a fine, good receiver. He just happens to be on the Giants. Absolutely. Um, that being said, though, I think the runner-up this week is Justin Herbert. Yeah. Um, Brandon Cooks, great game. Marvin Jones, great game. My thing with Justin Herbert is, uh, yeah, we're always we're always singing his praises. I, I'm aware. We're big Herbert fans here. However. It somehow feels like we're the only ones that are. This kid's I, having a phenomenal rookie season, breaking rookie records, and you're not hearing about it. No, it, he he doesn't he doesn't make a fuss about who he is. Keep he mind, doesn't have Herbert and the Chargers have lost some games to some good teams, like losing to the Saints and the Chiefs and the Bucks, and. Those games were close games, and and now you get to beat the Chiefs. Yeah, you don't have Mahomes, but the way he's played the past two weeks, you still might have beat him. Mm-hmm. It's uh because you're playing against their defense, not against their offense. Yeah, at the end of the day, look, we're, we're giving all the credit in the world to Justin Herbert, and I'm sick of us being the ones that are. We gotta keep doing our part, then. MVP runner up. So. This, if for those of you who uh, don't recall, this was our final question, week one or week two, week two, week two, when uh, we said, who 
essentially who else is in consideration for MVP outside of Patrick Mahomes? Yeah. Well, a little bit's changed. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, I think the, I think we agree the front runner is Aaron Rodgers now. Yes. I mean, he has to be his, his stats are unreal this year. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, my, something in my gut still tells me it might go to Mahomes. Um, and I like Mahomes. It he shouldn't go to him. It. it shouldn't go to him. He doesn't deserve it. When so, when comparing to Aaron Rodgers in the season that he's had, which absolutely legendary season, might I add. Um, Ricky touched on it momentarily ago. The, the interceptions alone is insane. Five interceptions in sixteen games. He and I feel like that first interception didn't come until like week nine or ten. Well, and I was another one of those. I should have wrote written down the statistic of um, here. Here is one of them related to interceptions. Rodgers has 56 career games with three touchdowns or more and zero interceptions. I, I can't think of anybody else who current players specifically could come close to that mark. Um. This season, he has a 70.72 completion percentage, 42.99 in yards, 48 touchdowns, five interceptions, a QBR of 121.5. I, I, I don't think there is a reasonable discussion on putting Mahomes above him. Um, Mahomes significant more yards, but he does have 38 touchdowns, six six interceptions, a 66.33% completion percentage, QBR of 108.2. Those aren't close. The yards is incredible for Mahomes. We're not taking anything away from Mahomes. Mahomes is still a phenomenal quarterback. Yeah. Um, And he he has proven that he is trying to create a dynasty in Kansas City. So that being said, Ricky, who's the runner-up? So I have four people on this list. I added one since I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, my list, in no particular order, it, yes, it says one through four on them, but that is not necessarily where I'm putting them. Josh Allen... Devontae Adams, Deshaun Watson, and Derrick Henry. For a second, I heard Derrick, and I was like, you're coming around? (laughs) No. So, Josh Allen, again, 4,500 passing yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 421 rushing yards, 8 rushing touchdowns, a receiving touchdown, and he has lost 6 fumbles. Devontae Adams has 115 receptions for 1,374 yards, 18 touchdowns, and one fumble. Watson's stats are the same as before. He has 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions, 400-plus rushing, three touchdowns, three fumbles. Derrick Henry, above 2,000 rushing yards, a 94-yard long, 17 touchdowns, and three fumbles. If, if I was looking at these stats alone as who is in contention, not even looking at Mahomes, 
not even looking at Aaron Rodgers, I would have the most difficult time picking who should be the runner up and really yeah. who should be the MVP because these, me, all of these are MVP stats. Absolutely. Without a doubt for me, it's um, the age old struggle of if you're not a quarterback, you don't often get an MVP. Not. Um, it's, it's not fair. No, it's not because um, I, I think this season you realistically put this between Again, Aaron Rodgers aside, realistically Mahomes aside, mm-hmm. you, you put this between Josh Allen and Derek Henry. But okay. both Devontae Adams and Deshaun Watson make a very serious case. Yeah. And Deshaun Watson in particular. Um, and that was the thing. And it was. Records, I think, have an issue. Absolutely. And. <sighs> They should and they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, because as we've already established with Derek Carr a few moments ago, is the record doesn't necessarily fall back on the quarterback like it does. Yeah. You know. Um, for a minute here looking at these stats, because Derek Henry is a good nod. Devontae Adams is a good nod. Um, for me, it's Josh Allen. For me, it's Josh Allen. Yeah. Um, I – was going back and forth between Josh Allen and Deshaun Watson. And then those eight rushing touchdowns came back to me for Josh Allen. Um, yeah, six lost fumbles, that's not good. 300 less passing yards, you know, a couple more touchdowns, a couple more interceptions, a couple less rushing yards. But... <laughs> You have to think, and yes, yes, he does have digs. He has Cole Beasley. Yeah. But Josh Allen, when you think that Bill's offense, you're thinking Josh Allen. Yep. What do you think the Texans' offense, you think, who does Deshaun have? Yeah. What do you think the Texans' offense, you think, is J.J. Watt still getting fumble recoveries? <laughs> That's hard. Yeah. It's so. The other thing that I think is really important um, when it comes to, to fumbles as a quarterback, you got to take it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. Absolutely. because how many times do you see a quarterback throwing a football and their arm gets hit as they're trying to release it forward and it's a fumble that, yeah. that, that counts. Absolutely. It's a yeah, fumbles are one of those things you have to take with a grain of salt. Like you said, um, I think the receiving touchdown is what gives it to him. I mean, come on. He's got all three categories. <laughs> Cole Beasley, I believe, is the one that threw that, too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. That's, uh, but, you know, Josh Allen's my pick for the runner-up in regards to the MVP conversation. I would not be shocked if a few years down the road, hell, even maybe next year, Josh Allen could be MVP. Absolutely. He, uh, he might be in there for uh, another MVP this season. Just a different variety. That, that's talking, for Thursday. We are we talking more Tampa? We are talking more Tampa. All right. And kind of New England. Yeah. So there was a preseason question that was put out there. How good will the Tampa will the Tampa offense be being led by Tom Brady? And the continuance of that question is what did leaving New England do? to that team 
what was Tom's impact for both sides of it? Um, I don't know what you have. A lot of mine is more so opinion, not looking at statistics. Mine's the same. Okay. I want to start by saying leaving, leaving New England, a Patriots dynasty ended. It turned to rubble. It does not exist. I'm going to Tampa shows that he seems to be the glue that holds together different offenses. Um, not that he is the deciding factor necessarily, but he is what keeps the building upright. There was a lot of talk going on this season. And uh, first and foremost, this is the first time Tampa has been to the playoffs in a long time. Um, I want to say 2004. Yeah, it's, it's been a hot minute. There was a lot of talk going into this season. Um, whether people will find out, is it Tom or is it Belichick? And that really confused me because I didn't think it was one or the other. I thought both of them were keys there. Yeah. I don't think this year's Patriots reflects Belichick at all. No. I do think this year's Buccaneers reflects, uh, reflects Brady. I did not so, expect Tampa to win the division. No. No. I expected them to get to the playoffs. I expected them somewhere between 9 and 7 and 11 and 5. I was you leaning them closer. To be the Dolphins. In a way. In a way. Yeah. I was expecting them closer to the 9 and 7 than I was 11 and 5. Yeah. Hey, I'm by no means a big Brady fan out there. Like I have nothing against the guy, but I think I, it's foolish of me to think he's not one of, if not the best of all time. People thinking that him coming to Tampa being the guy who's washed up, he's a has-been. Yeah, sure, he's old. Like <laughs> he's he's old for a quarterback. He's been around for a good while. He sure he's, is playing better than uh, some young quarterbacks. He's not or younger. He's not bad. It's not like he was cut from New England. He's not Dwayne Haskins. <laughs> Sorry, Dwayne. That, that's for a completely different reason. Dwayne, if you're listening. <laughs> um, there's no reason. Like, these debates, these concerns, I understand the questions of how good would Tampa be? What does this do for New England? I understand those questions, but the debates that were being sparred out of this are nonsense. They weren't necessary. Yeah. What did this do to New England? fucked them up <laughs> you don't have your quarterback anymore you don't have a quarterback sorry Cam you still don't <laughs> you got Stidham I'd like to see what he can do yeah. um, what does this do for Tampa it gives them a quarterback they didn't it, it, have it one puts them, it puts them in a position to do something of substance you expect Final. me to believe Jameis Winston is an equal replacement with Tom Brady? Not a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Tom Brady is still probably in the top, probably top five, to be honest. Okay. I'd give him top 10. 
Top 10 for sure. But I'm saying probably top five. five. Just because your your stats don't reflect it doesn't mean your team doesn't reflect it. Mm -hmm. Um, Stats alone, he's not top top five. But he is, I mean, even being in his 40s has shown he can play not as quickly, obviously, when it comes to his movements, but he can play as well as a young gun can. Um, especially when it's decision-making. I mean, his decision-making and his 20 years in the NFL sure uh, impact that. For sure. It's, I think the biggest takeaway from wherever the Bucks fall this postseason, um, the biggest takeaway, I think, is that Brady proved people wrong, but he shouldn't have had to. No. Um, and what he wants to play for another three or four years, and the, like, like more. We touched on earlier the Bucks are getting hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. A lot of these playoff teams are getting hot at the right time. I have to say, I hope Tom doesn't win another Super Bowl. But <sighs> wouldn't that I don't just be that? Wouldn't that just be the? Wouldn't that be the icing? Oh, the icing on the cake right there. That would be ridiculous, and would tell you that he is. He is the big man on campus wherever he goes. What a disappointing um, season that would be for New England fans. <laughs> Speaking of uh, disappointing seasons. <laughs> great segue. Who, Ricky, whose season was the most disappointing? A team we have talked about a few times today. I am going with the Atlanta Falcons. Ooh. They're not one of the nine teams I've listed. <laughs> you have nine teams listed? Not really, but we'll get there. So, you, I mean, in, in my eyes, you can argue the, the Jets, you can argue the Jags, you can argue the Lions, the Texans, the Dolphins. You could argue mm. the Dolphins because they get left out of the playoffs at 10 and 6 over an 8 and 8 team. No one's and, got left off of the playoffs at 10 and 6. Oh, it was 6 and 10. My bad. You were saying? Um, as we've talked about God knows how many times in the past handful of weeks, team doesn't feel like they're a foreign X team. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like 4 and 12. They didn't feel like 4 and 9. Um, but when you're looking at what pieces fell apart especially when it comes to blowing lead after lead after lead, making Tom Brady look like he's in a Super Bowl again against you by blowing another lead. I just, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts to be Matt Ryan. It hurts to be on the Falcons. This season hurts for them. And I think overall it's the most disappointing of any of the records. I have a, I have a total of six teams to briefly talk about before my actual pick. Oh Jesus! Um, they're going to go quick. Trust me. My first two can kind of be lumped up in the same way, even though they're seasoned in completely different directions. And that's Baltimore, and that's Houston. Interesting. And Houston, for the reasons we discussed earlier. Yep. Is end of last season. You think you had a lot to look forward to. You won the division last year. Yeah. You thought things were on up and up. You lose your best hands. You lose your second best hands. You fire GM slash coach. 
and you know you've been you've been faltering all year. You look at Baltimore, the best team in the regular season last season. Bit of a surprise losing to the Titans. I wasn't surprised. I knew what's coming. Um, Fuck you, you Titan fan. But <laughs> if anybody tells you they didn't expect the same thing out of Baltimore going into this year, they'd be lying to you. Agree. 100%. This is a Baltimore team that we didn't know if they were going to make the playoffs until about two weeks ago. When it started to look like, hey, they got this. Yeah. Um, so you go from that to where they are now, and yeah, they've, they've really heated up lately. They've been looking really good lately. Um, but what a, that has to be a disappointing season. When you're expecting when you're expecting Buffalo and you're acting like Baltimore is right now, that, that's a disappointment. True. The next one to touch on is uh, my Vegas Raiders. And I get it. The, yeah. You started this season real hot. Everybody thought like, okay, may, maybe Kansas City has an actual con- con- competitor in their division right now. And then if we rewind to week – if we start this show week 11, what do we do? Week 12, week 13? Week 12. If we start the show week 11, I would have put 100 down on the fact that the Raiders would make the playoffs. I had no reason to think otherwise. Yeah. Um, the uh, next three teams is uh, just the NFC East. And it's, it's Sands <laughs> Washington football team. That whole division is just disappointing. It's, yeah. Dallas, you lost to Dak, all right. Philly, you lost whatever it was you guys had. Um, <laughs> New York Giants, you lost your playoff hopes because of Philly. It, look, the NFC East is full of losses. Yeah. Um, but one team has one loss less than the others, and that's Washington, and they have something to be proud of. Washington really does have something to be proud of this year. We've talked about they've, it a little bit. They've, um, got, they've got a lot to show. Yeah. But the actual team that I'd say has had the most disappointing season is uh, last year's NFC champs, the 49ers. Um, Looking at the Niners, nothing changed for your team. They just all got hurt. You still finished 6-10. and So if I'm a Niners fan, which I kind of am, they're probably my NFC West team, I guess. Um, Right behind my Rams. Teams that you, you have eight <laughs> teams that you root for? I have a, I have a team in every division. You got to keep my tabs open. Um, <laughs> if I'm a Niners fan, I'm really disappointed because you, you would expect a lot out of this year. And yeah, and knowing that all of it had nothing to do with the abilities, yeah, just the misfortune of injuries, I'd be very disappointed. I I fully understand that. And no. That's it's a very interesting, a very interesting list, and it's it's kind of funny because mm-hmm. here we are in Michigan. The lines are never going to be on that list. It's an expectation that they're going to suck. Well, and that's kind of what was me with Atlanta, is I don't think anybody expected anything different from Atlanta this year. Um, I don't about, I like the Falcons. I'm I'm big yeah. on Matt Ryan. Um, Todd Gurley used Todd Gurley used to save my fantasy league all the time. Um. I'm glad I traded him to you. Well, then he did nothing. Um, But 
the reason Atlanta's season didn't disappoint me is because there was, for the same reasons the Lions didn't disappoint me, is there wasn't really any expectations. Um, that being said, though, talking that. about disappointing teams, how about teams that have been great? And by great, I mean playoff teams. Those, those great teams have something to prove. And so, I'll, I'll, I'll answer this real quick. Yeah, go for it. The, the question, what playoff team has, has the most to prove? All of them, except Green Bay, is the easy answer. But not for okay. more complicated answers. I'll let you take the floor. So, so I, have, I have two teams, really, that take this. Um, we have a team in the Super, or in the Super Bowl, in the playoffs, that both of us did not realize was in contention for the playoffs. I, I, I think the Rams have the most to prove just because the, they have such, had such a lackluster end to the year. Nothing really impressive happened. It's, mm-hmm. it's not like they were not like they were the bills just throttling everybody and kicking ass. They, they have a lot to show still. You could argue that the Steelers are essentially in the same boat as them. But I also think there's a team that not only has the most to prove, but they also have the most to lose. That's the Bills. The Bills, in my opinion, should win the Super Bowl. Should. Doesn't mean they'll get there, but they should win, especially with how they've been playing, especially with how the Chiefs have been playing. They should be the one getting to the Super Bowl and playing against the Packers and probably kicking ass. So I'll, uh, I have four teams <laughs> outside of my all of them. Um, but I'll list off two of my four as their honorable mentions because I really only have two teams like you do. Yeah. Um, but the honorable mentions, Tennessee and Baltimore. Yep. Um, Baltimore for the reasons I listed 20 seconds ago. Yeah. <laughs> Tennessee for kind of similar reasons. Is Tennessee's in the spot that you can argue Buff, uh, Tennessee's. You can argue Baltimore's in the spot that Tennessee was in last year. Yeah. You just kind of made it. Are you going to upset some teams? You're going to lose. And Tennessee was upsetting teams. Tennessee, particularly their defense, is going to be what costs them the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Tennessee needs to prove that they are legit. That they're a legit team. That they should be the AFC South title holders and that they should be for a few years to come. I get it. Um, now my actual two with the most approved, one of them is Buffalo as well. Um, because when you have an offense this hot that scores this high, this late in the season, you cannot lose. If Buffalo, in my opinion, if Buffalo does not make it to the Super Bowl, it was a bust. Um, and that's, I don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to undersell the Chiefs, but Buffalo has been the second best football team the last Five six weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. If, you, if you don't make it to the Super Bowl, you're, you're doing something like you have to prove that this is you, you can't you can't go last year's wild card round against the Texans and blow it. 
Now, the reason I said Buffalo before this next one is because we already you already said Buffalo. No use, you know, getting back into that. The other team to me that has the most to prove right now is Tampa Bay. And that's it's not really Tampa. It's Tom. Yeah. Um, and this easily ties into what we discussed earlier. I think, I mean, I don't know Tom. You know, it's been a minute since he and I've talked. But I'd assume he's never wanted a Super Bowl more, a Super Bowl more than he'd want this one. Yeah. You know, completely different team. And he's still dealing with that criticism of being a system quarterback. And it's, how could you not? You know this. There's not much more still to say. He has something to prove again. Mm-hmm. Like he, he, if I'm looking at actual people, he's the one that has something to prove. Yeah, because like, you know he can win them, and mm-hmm. he won way too many in New England. I mean, we know Breeze can win them. We know Rogers can win them. We know Mahomes can win them. We know Josh Allen should win them. Yeah. We know Lamar could win them. And and now it's we a, know Tana um, Henry Titans could win them. And and now it's a Tom. Can you win it somewhere completely different again? Um yeah. So that's that's kind of the team with the most to prove from in my eyes, if not Buffalo, is Tampa Bay. I like it. And now something I've been looking forward to all day. Um because I see your answers, and unless you've changed them, we already disagree. <laughs> so our last question for the show this week is, there's, a, there's essentially five quarterbacks, you know, the, the top five quarterbacks, prospects, that should be getting drafted this season. Where do those five guys go? And, and really, there is a sixth, and no disrespect to North Dakota State, but we, we did end up leaving you out of this mm-hmm. just because I can tell you, I know nothing about your quarterback and I'm not going to assume I know anything about him. I mean, I'm sure I can assign him a team, but that's not how you want this. No. Um, so obviously we're talking, you know, Trevor Lawrence and Clemson, Justin Fields, OSU, Zach Wilson, BYU, Kyle Trask, Florida, and Mac Jones in Bama. So why don't we go get the obvious out of the way? Number one overall pick to the Jacksonville Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. It's I I, I don't think it'll change. And well, and it shouldn't. Mm-hmm. Now that being said, who goes second and where do they go? So my thing here is. These are the teams that I think they should go to, not the teams they will go to. That is absolutely correct. Because I, I did want to make a point of that because obviously if, for I'm, example, I'm sure I am sure Justin Fields will go second to the Jets. I don't agree with him going to the Jets, but I'm sure he will. I, I agree with you, um, but I've also said for weeks, I don't think the Jets should take a quarterback. That I'm on the same page as you. That being said, in my list, I do not have the Jets taking a quarterback. So for my argument's sake... I'm treating this as if these people draft who I tell them to. Yeah. So I have a list of teams that I think need a quarterback or could use a quarterback. Jacksonville is obvious. 
I would say the Falcons are getting there because I'm sure Matt Ryan is getting close to retiring. The Lions are on my list. The Panthers, Broncos, Giants, Patriots, Washington, Colts, and Saints. Um, with these five quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence is going one. I don't think Justin Fields will make a case to get above him, even though he theoretically made a case last weekend. Um, I, if I'm thinking about the playing style of the quarterbacks that we're looking at, um, and where they should go, Justin Fields is a fairly mobile quarterback. He holds the ball a lot longer than most people do. He takes an average of 2.99 seconds before throwing it. Zach Wilson has a hell of an arm and in a year, his passing grade went from 78.8 to 94.4. I, his, his arm is fairly comparable to Josh Allen, which is impressive. Um, Kyle Trask, his passing grade went up from 66.4 to 91.5 from 2019. The kid can run. Now, Mac Jones is not much of a mover. He doesn't really have the arm strength, but he has very, very good accuracy. He, he throws at a, a rate where only 10.4% of his passes are uncatchable. His NFL passer rating would be 142.3 if you were to look at his season this year at Alabama. Um, again, I mean, we're looking at the, the top 18 in our draft order being the 18 that are out of the playoffs. Um, and... I think the teams that should pick first uh, a quarterback are going to be the Falcons, the Panthers, the Broncos, and Washington. I want the Lions to. They're not going to. I'm not. I didn't even bother putting a quarterback on that list because I, I know I know the Lions and they're going to either pick a, a random cornerback or they're going to pick a wide receiver again. Which, to be fair. I'm not opposed to taking a wide receiver as that. Oh, I'm not opposed to wide receiver because they could use it. Yeah. Because with Stafford, he's, I mean, still, Stafford's a good quarterback. Stafford's an elite quarterback. I just would love to see him go somewhere else to succeed where he can't with the Lions. That is neither here nor there. Um, I think, I think Zach Wilson goes to the Falcons. I think Justin Fields goes to the Panthers. I think Fields is your, your best quarterback can, that can sort of feel like a, a Cam Newton where you, you felt like you were doing something again, okay. um, even though the Panthers are not in a, a Cam Newton mindset by any stretch of the imagination. Um, I can see Kyle Trask going to the Broncos, and I can see Mac Jones going to Washington. I hope he doesn't go to Washington because I want Alex Smith to play more, but I can see him going there. So – um, I'm going to start in reverse because okay. I also have Mac Jones going to Washington. And my thing is, since I, I see Mac Jones in a position of a Jalen Hurts or a Jordan Love, is I yeah. want Alex Smith to play more. I think Alex Smith will play more next season. I expect Mac to sit for the majority of the season behind Alex Smith to learn. Because if, if there was one quarter, one or if there was five quarterbacks I could learn from. One of them is Alex Smith. 
hands down. Yep. Um, I I think Mac Jones and Kyle Trask are going to be your ones that are likely to to sit and learn for a little bit before they see the field. I disagree. I, I disagree on Kyle Trask, and the reason why is because I've won Carolina. Um, okay. And if he's sitting behind Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> The only the only quarterback I'll accept Trask to sit behind for a little while is Fitzpatrick. Yeah. If they somehow get Fitzpatrick in Carolina, um, then sure. Or hell, sell, send a Ryan Finley over there. He looked good. Um, but nonetheless, I've I've Kyle Trask going to Carolina. I have Justin Fields as the second quarterback going. I'm going to the Falcons as well. Okay. Um. Because it, we are reaching, I think, the end of Matt Ryan's tenure with the Falcons. I'm not necessarily saying he's going to be done as a player. Um, but I think his time with Atlanta is coming up in the next two or three seasons. Um, I see him falling into an Eli Manning, Daniel Jones routine. Gotcha. And then I have, uh, I have Zach Wilson come to the lines. Interesting. Uh-huh. I think... Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if the Lions don't take a quarterback. But I would, I would not love be to see him come to Detroit. I would not be shocked if they do take a quarterback. All the same. He, he is the closest comparison to Stafford, who I would love to see a quarterback like Stafford come into Detroit. I just want to see Stafford actually go to a team that will utilize him properly and get him the necessary accoutrements i mean i said a couple i said two or so weeks ago when we had been on um if carolina didn't take a quarterback i could see stafford doing well in carolina yeah that being said if maybe carolina figures out something maybe second third round hell maybe second round they take the north dakota kid yeah i mean so in in the projections he is the fourth best quarterback he is just behind uh, Zach Wilson, because the, the the top four are Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, and then our North Dakota quarterback that I I mean I can't remember his name, and that is bad because I looked at it this morning. Um, but I would love. I mean, the problem I see with this is Jacksonville is going to take a quarterback, the Jets are going to take a quarterback, the Falcons are going to take a quarterback, and then the Panthers. Well, the thing is, is we don't know the Falcons are going to take a quarterback. They should. I I think they're going to take a quarterback, and I think it's going to end up being Zach Wilson because Justin only, Fields is probably going to go second. The only quarter, and, and that was something I put in my notes here. Um, if Zach Wilson's available when the Lions take their pick, then they take him. They, yeah, they should. If he's not available, like even if Justin Fields is available, I don't think the Lions take Fields. I, I think the Lions are looking at um, – a wide receiver from yeah. Alabama. Yeah, I can't recall the kid's name. Um, he just won the Heisman. I can't oh, that think looks of it. great. <laughs> I've made it clear I'm not huge on college. So. No, and I was... Crap. This is going to bug me. Nonetheless, I'm not... I'm not positive the Jets are really going to take a quarterback. Um, Devonta Smith. Okay. That's his name. <laughs> gotcha. I, uh, 
I know it looks like the Jets are going to take a quarterback. We've said numerous times it's far too early. Maybe next week when we talk more about Flacco and Darnold, um, we'll really elaborate more on that. But it's uh, there's no reason for the Jets to really take a quarterback right now. And and honestly, we can even wait until the end of the season and we can just do an episode just talking about prospects. Oh, or... we'll, have a, we'll have a draft recap, that's for sure. Yeah. But, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a long show. And people, we won't discriminate. It's been a long show. It is uh, 10.57, about 11 o'clock our time here, January 5th, Tuesday. Awesome, awesome wildcard playoffs coming up this weekend. For the runner-up, it's Ricky. I'm Aaron. Follow us. Listen to us. Stay beautiful. We'll see you soon. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. We haven't posted anything on TikTok, but still follow us there at the Runner Up HQ. Uh, Aaron, it's been fun. It's been real. Uh, we agreed a lot more than I expected this week, and uh, Thursday's going to be here sooner than we know. Looking forward to it. We're gonna we're gonna have a good time. See you, man.